So, first day of session, Lorraine, always welcome Lorraine during session, it kind of softens the heart. I have a kind of general theme for this session, we'll see where it takes us. Um, and in a word, it's non-attachment. Um, it's been permeating some of my Dharma talks that I've been giving on Tuesday nights at South Inkhouse. There's a kind of entry point into it. There is a koan where a Buddhist monk asks Joshu, does a child have the eighth consciousness or not? And uh, Joshu replies, like a ball in a mountain stream. Mm -hmm. Rather unexpected answer, not a Buddhist philosophical answer. And in many ways, jo uh, Joshu answering that way is showing the, monk, the nature of his own mind. Mm -hmm. It's not stuck anywhere. And it's conveying to the, monk the nature of life, mm -hmm. like a ball in a mountain stream, transient, just bounces, moves, always in the move. Mm -hmm. As soon as we start to, to try to speak in categories all the time or we'll create more and more categories, we make a fluid thing static, mm -hmm. get preoccupied with categories. That was uh, what Joshi saw in the monk's question, so he gives this answer out of left field. Um, Another well-known metaphor, just to remind you of it again, where the word dukkha comes from, meaning suffering or dissatisfaction or frustration in life. Um, apparently it was the onomatopoeic sound of a, um, uh, a clunky wheel going around on a dodgy axle on a card. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah. Very frustrating ride. Not a smooth ride at all. Mm -hmm. And it's a metaphor for how our, our lives are when we're not letting go into the way life is and to the flow of experience, into the transience of life. All the problems arise. So, <clears throat> we talk a lot of in Zen about the importance of um, presence, you know, being in the present moment. But then again, the word the present moment creates the idea of something static when it's not something static. Um, in a sense, there's no such thing as a present moment. It's just this, 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 this. It would be more accurate to say that we're momenting rather than we're in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So it all comes down to transience, coming and going being born, being dying. Mm -hmm. So unless we really are clear about this in practice, um, we may be doomed to go through many cultures of unhappy lives. <laughs> Letting go is so important in the, in the essence of Zen practice. 
So it's not just a matter of being present, although that's certainly um, uh, important, but it's the manner in which we're being present. If we're trying to be present all the time in a way in which we're trying to hold on to something, even trying to hold on to the present moment, which is slipping through our hands all the time, then we'll continue to experience frustration. So it's not only about being mindful and being present, um, but it's doing it in a way where we're not out of sorts with the actual transience of life experience. <clears throat> um, a word that became a real cliche in the 1960s and 70s, and we don't tend to use it anymore now, is going with the flow. Mm -hmm. Go with the flow, man. Mm -hmm. um, and it became a kind of a cliched expression with, which it kind of became... Um, meant some kind of passivity in a way, mm -hmm. not something active. But as much as it is a cliché, um, it is a very important word, a very, a very useful way of languaging um, uh, the Zen experience of life or the awakened experience of life. There is a flow to experience because we're not stuck anywhere. And, and people do report having a sense of well-being when there's a sense of flow in their experience. But the opposite of flow, we could say, is stuckness. And we first of all have to, we often have to examine or acknowledge the fact that we're stuck, recognise we're stuck and understand how we're stuck, how we got to that stuck place before we can free, before the wheel can spin freely again. Mm -hmm. um, and in Zen practice, um, uh, when I was practicing in Hawaii, Robert Aitken was very fond of um, that, that book, uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. It was another art of book. But he, he really liked the uh, statement in there that the author Percy gave about the virtue of stuckness. The virtue of stuckness. Doesn't it seem like a virtue, you know, and what we're looking here is for freedom, you know, to spin freely. But to the nature of stuckness is, is that we hate stuckness. And if we resist the stuckness, we get even more stuck. Like the wheel just spins into the mud more and more and more. And so a lot of Zen practice, like particularly um, a good koan, for instance, or just even just sitting the you know, sitting facing the wall in Shikantaza hour after hour, um, one can often get to this place of stuckness. And we, we can often become very fearful of it. You know, it's not going to get stuck there forever. But when, when we engage with the stuckness, you know, and we're just there with the stuckness and we let go into the stuckness, um, then something starts to turn again. There are many koans about this sort of experience of stuckness too. Um, 
one I was mentioning the other night about imagine that you're down a hundred foot well and the sides are completely smooth and there's no grasping holes anywhere. What do you do? You can't get out. What do you do? Virtue is stuckness. So if we try and run away from stuckness, we usually get more stuck. But the, um, the maturing of um, the maturing that occurs through practice is, is to become free. Otherwise, why would we do it? <laughs>